2: Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean-Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rick Shields and I have here with me Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean?
3: I am fantastic, Rick. Thank you. How are you?
2: Wonderful. I'm doing good. And we also have with us this week's special guest, China Brooks. China, how are you?
1: I'm great and so honored to be a guest on your show.
2: Oh, we're just glad you said yes.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but of course.
2: But of course.
1: <laughs> so
2: we're, uh, we're all about the, uh, everyday connection over here. And, uh, uh, I had been, I had seen some of your videos over time and, uh, I've always enjoyed your messages and, uh, so I told Jane I said we got to get China.
3: He did, he did and and then he sent me a video and I went, "Oh yes, we need to get China." <laughs> <laughs> um you have I I I can't even call you young lady, although oh my goodness, you look so young in your videos. Um but those eyes are full of aged wisdom. You have the most remarkable of stories, China. You have You've been to some places and you've seen some stuff. And um, so I'm kind of hoping that you're willing to to take a few minutes before we start getting into some questions and stuff that, um, you know, I'm really curious to ask you um, if you could take a minute to tell our guests and our listeners who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your background.
1: Okay. Well, as you all know, my name is China Brooks. That is the the person that I am pretending to be in this lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right, it's the mask that I wear this time around and I highly enjoy it. But I do know that um you know, I live in Los Angeles and as many people know that in Los Angeles is very work obsessed. So, I really do my best especially as of lately with the new paradigm going on. Uh, to never define myself uh, by what I do or what I've done or even by um, who I call myself or who I'm known as, which is China Brooks. Uh, But uh, I'm 35 now, and uh, I believe that I look young partly because of genes, uh, good genes, but also because of the – I call myself an energetic mechanic uh, because of the spiritual hygiene so to speak, that I have been doing since I was very young. I started to do yoga when I was 15, and I began to meditate when I was 19, and I've been doing them for all this time. And along the way, I just began to collect a bunch of spiritual tools, a bunch of different exercises that you can do for anything if you have anger or Um, if you're in any kind of pain or anything, Um, and I just begin to collect those, and now I have this massive, this massive collection of tools that I like to share with people. Um, You know, just like yourselves, I just want to peel away the layers of the onion, so to speak. You know, it's kind of like an artichoke, where the outside of the artichoke is is sort of tough, and it's harder to eat, and then you peel those away, and you get to the inside, which is the source, and the source is, is soft and gentle. And I'm just on that journey, like everybody else, getting to the source of all things, which is mostly, I think, Michelangelo said that the way that he created David was to chip away all that was not David. So I remove all that is uh, seemingly less than gold, although it's all gold because it's all good and all God. But that's just what I do. Um, let's see, what else would you like to know about me? I I've been an actor for many, many years. I used to do television commercials, and I just stopped doing that in March of this year. After over 10 years of doing it, that was a huge shift for me. Um, And I'm also a spiritual counselor, but, you know, I believe that we're all spiritual counselors because I can walk out of my house, and somebody who wouldn't even think that they're spiritual, they could be my Bible for that day, you know, by something that they say or just the way that they look at me. They could save my life that day. So what else would you like to know? I've been to Tibet. Uh, I love Tibet. That was my favorite place to travel. That the Tibet vibrates with spiritual energy. When you step into the ground, even just everywhere vibrates with spiritual energy. And when the people look at you, they don't have masks like in the states, where it's sort of you know things are cut right into your soul. And that's how the people live there. So it's my, one of my favorite places ever. Uh, my mother and Rick, you know my mom. <laughs> <laughs> she she lives in the Cook Islands, and she. Uh, went and retired there uh, several years ago into a tiny little island with 1,200 people. And I go visit her there once a year, four months. Um, I go visit her in October. Highly looking forward to it. And they have these little islands that they can take you off and drop you off for uh, for the day, and nobody will be there but yourself. And I can't wait to get back to one of those little islands and just stay there for the day and meditate and uh, be with myself.
3: So I I guess um, one of the things I'd I'd love to know is, Um, why you first began, why you decided to go to Tibet. It's definitely one of the countries um, I want to go. My overseas adventure was in the Philippines and it was very much the same there, where um, there's such a sense of just grounded love of life where everything is peaceful, regardless of what's going on externally, they're always smiling. They're always happy. They're always glad to see you. Um, a, a new face is is somebody to explore, not somebody to run from. So, what mm-hmm. what encouraged you to go to Tibet? How did you end up going there? What inspired so, uh, your journey to Tibet?
1: Um, many years ago, I have you heard of the Church Agape with Reverend Michael Beckwith? Yes. There is a sister church to Agape. It's called the City of Angels Church of Religious Science uh, in Marina Del Rey. It was um, by O.C. Smith, who was my mentor, um, who has been... <laughs> I, try, I, don't, I feel weird using the word dead. To me, it's more like uh, he uh, expanded and grew. <laughs> uh, right. He died, but right, so to speak. Um, but he was my mentor then, and um, at that time... I was in the professional practitioner training, um, and I am a licensed professional practitioner as well. And I had just finished the training, um, which was, you know, it's many a couple years of training. Uh, and I had also finished my extra training, which was also a couple years. I was doing the two simultaneously and graduated from both, and I wanted to give myself a gift. And the church was actually doing a two-week uh, tour of China. And I thought, well, my name is China, and this just popped up, and uh, I wanted to give China a gift, so here we go. <laughs> uh, so that's how I ended up being in Tibet. It was one of the places that we visited. You know, it was really interesting. Is, it's so high up, and you're not. They tell you when you get there not to run, uh, because you'll need oxygen. Uh, it, uh, you can actually, you know, uh, pass out from you know needing oxygen, and it can really be very harmful. But I visited the Dalai Lama's Summer Palace and the Dalai Lama's Winter Palace, which is amazing, amazing, amazing. You have to go. If you ever visit the pet, you must visit those places. But the Summer Palace was my favorite. There were a bunch of little kids there running about, and, of course, I ran with them, (laughs) (laughs) not even listening at all. Later on in in my hotel room, I had to call up for oxygen, but I did not care. I mean, if I were to die, what an amazing way to die, right? So um, the, the little kids, they took me around. They held my hand. Um, They just, for some reason, they just took me, they grabbed my hand, we ran all over the place, and they took me to where the Dalai Lama would sit. And they have a custom of, you take your bag or, you know, maybe a piece of jewelry that you wear, your jacket, and they carpet underneath his chair. And that's a way of blessing your belongings. And um, they just took me around and showed me all these sorts of things that I never would have known otherwise. So that's how I ended up in Tibet. So how
3: did you find... um... This 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 question might shock a lot of listeners who who may not have traveled um, very far yet, um, but I found it really hard to integrate back into back into some kind of normalcy once I'd seen that way of life. Um, it was very difficult for me to come back and accept a materialistic viewpoint. So how did you find coming back to America after being in Tibet? was there a yearning to go back or did you simply decide that no I'm going to bring Tibet with me and I'm going to integrate it into into my life here
1: it was the latter definitely um it's the same when I go and visit my mom uh because you know in the cook islands they are, there's no property taxes they don't have you know you don't you don't pay things like that um they pass the land down from generation to generation so the land can never be sold uh, and it's a, it's a self-governing self-gover- uh, democracy there. Uh, there are no billboards. There are no planes flying overhead. Um, there's none of that consumerism. Everybody dresses very simply. In fact, if you uh, wear bright-colored nail polish, you would be sort of very different sort of outcast. Uh, you're too flashy. You're too bright. Um, so I dress very plainly when I go there, and I, this is why I stay a month, because it takes me, uh, literally it takes me two weeks to decompress from Los Angeles, and the peace of living with us is so slow. Uh, and honestly, um, it can be very challenging, but thank God, you know, my mom is there and I can travel to other places as well. And like like you said, I just tend to bring it back with me. Um, and I do, I'm, I am very grateful that, you know, we can travel. And, I, I, you know, I really think it's really important for every person to go and travel and not stay in the same place their entire life because it's been, you know, crucial for me to See other cultures and see that not everybody believes the way that we believe. Not everybody does this consumerism sort of thing. Not everybody has to have the latest fashions. That's 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 a that's a United States sort of thing, you know. And so it's really really good to get out uh, and expand, you know, one's viewpoint and bring do that you, with you everywhere you go. Absolutely. Do you,
3: do you find that people have um, a difficult time understanding your perceptions from from your travels? people who may not have traveled or may not be aware or open to other cultures, especially living in L.A. I don't know how multicultural L.A. is because it's one of the places I've never been. Um, In Toronto, where I was living before I moved, it was hugely multicultural. So it wasn't very difficult for a lot of the people that I interacted with to understand where I was coming from because a lot of them came from third world countries um, in Asia and some of them from Africa. Um, you know, even one of the gentlemen that I worked with came from Cuba. So they got what I was saying. Um, but the people who lived there and had lived there all their life had no idea what I was talking about. And and it didn't matter how many times I described it in, in a whole bunch of different words. It was, you know, they just couldn't get it. Do you find the same the same thing when you talk to people about the experiences that you've had?
1: It's like you, you know, the there, I mean, LA is a melting pot of all kinds of different people. So some people completely understand. And then like you said, just where you, you know, you were too is some people they've never been anywhere. Uh, you know, I, I learned, I've learned to sort of, I'm still learning, I would say to, you know, that talking, goes only so far. And I'm, I'm never responsible for anybody else's perception. I'm only responsible for my own perception and for my own vibration. Um, the best that I can do is re- keep my vibration high and my energy high um, and to have compassion for people. I, you know, I understand that. I remember, you know, I, I can imagine somehow, you know, I have this really amazing gift of empathy with people, Um, being very intuitive, so I'm able to put myself into another person's shoes and to understand why they would be thinking a certain way. Um, At first, it was actually, you know, it's sometimes been a gift and sort of a curse, you know, Um, but I have recently acquired a set of tools for keeping myself grounded so that I no longer have to take on the energy of other people, Um, and that was a lifesaver. Um, because when I would be around people like that, I would begin their energy would begin to see into mine, and then I would begin to think thoughts that were not necessarily mine. Um, but I no longer have to do that. So you know, I find that as long as I stay grounded, you know people are free to you know that's I believe that we're all here for the contrast. you know if we if we want to be here and have everything be love and light and peace and joy all the time, then why are we embodied? Why are we human? Why are we you know, why come to this duality? I believe that you know the contrast is invaluable. It's it's you know it's juicy. It's good. It's what makes you know the good good. It's what makes the joy stand out. So you know, far be it for me to tell anybody how to think or how to live or how to be.
2: all. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> I
1: love that answer.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I will say that you know that answer did not come overnight people so those of you listening in and thinking oh man okay i've had to work <laughs> to achieve that answer <laughs> so <laughs>
2: it, yes we do i was lucky and fortunate to be able to travel when i was fairly young and it uh so there were there were some of those cultural biases and differences that just never took for me um and i'm very appreciative of that uh i think That'd be a big favor that, uh, and and is in a way a big favor the internet's doing, uh, for young kids today, um, because they, I, I I have the, the good fortune of interacting with several teens and they, you know. Say what are you doing? So well, I'm just uh, I'm on chatting with some of my friends and we're playing a game, and and you find out well one of them's in Russia and one of them's in Asia and. you know, there's five of them in there and they're best buddies and they're from five different continents. Um, and I think that's fantastic because, um, the, one of the things I got was, Hey, we're all just sort of here putting our pants on one leg at a time, you know, (laughs) all in this together. And, um, um, but, but yeah, the, uh, um, I suppose the mystery's out of the bag now for, uh, For Jean, I recently helped her add something to her blog where it shows a map of where all of your visitors are. And she kept saying, I've got this spot out in the middle of the Pacific. (laughs) I kept saying, it's probably the Cook Islands. It's in the middle of the Pacific. And uh, uh, so that would be China's mom the red mystery red spot in the middle of the ocean Wow. Pacific.
3: Okay. Um so so I'm a fan of China's China and um apparently China's mom is reading my stuff. That's that's um that's very cool.
2: Isn't that cool? I mean, yeah,
3: it is very cool. Um I would love to So I'd love to go to the Cook Islands someday and just shake her hand just for living out there. <laughs> and for well, raising.
1: you know, and, and not just not the, your ego but my mom actually you know um it's that she gets charged per download so if she's she's very careful about um what she watches um it, you know she doesn't she load a lot of youtube videos um you know because they're so far out there so that's the one you know sort of expensive thing that they've got going on so if she's paying attention to your stuff she's really interested so just to let you know that. <laughs> well
3: when when I send you a copy of the book you can email her a copy as
1: well. <laughs> with love from Jean. <laughs> okay. Well I'll just bring it with me when I go visit her, um, in October. So Okay,
2: cool. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, so she can put her hands on it, sure.
2: So, uh selfish as I sometimes can be, I'm I'm excited to uh sort of dive into your toolbox a little bit. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. Because uh, toolboxes are – I'm a big fan of toolboxes. Uh, I'm a gadget guy, uh, tech guy, a mechanical guy. I was caught rewiring a light switch when I was age three and uh, doing oh it God. correctly, which, you know, for some electricians at age 30 can be a challenge. But – but um, no, no, just kidding. Um,
1: <laughs> no, you're
2: not. Yeah, <laughs> no, a little. Maybe a little. Um But I love uh, I love tools because to me it's it's uh, all of this is you know lofty talk and enlightening information is is wonderful and I'm a big fan of pure philosophical musing I suppose you could say but I'm also a big fan of okay this is what I've decided I believe or am going to believe or how do I do that? How do, how do, how do you make that work? Uh, walking around town doing your thing. And, uh, and, and to me that results, resorts back to the toolbox because, uh, like you said, we're down here. There's duality, there's contrast everywhere. Um, so the challenge or fun of the game is to see, can you keep your vibration up in the face of a, all kind of different stuff? <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Lord knows our creativity. We've got all kind of different stuff to knock you off your beam. But uh, <laughs> uh, fortunately, there's folks like, uh, you yeah, know, I thought it was great that you mentioned uh, Veronica Torres on, on your video talking about the show. Because my favorite thing about Veronica is tools. Yes. Toolbox. tool. Mm-hmm. And uh, Have
1: you done your core emotion with her? If
2: you're about, you know, toolboxes oh. and tools. So I think it's cool. I I have not had any uh, official sessions uh, with her. Uh, you know, we have gotten together on Skype, and uh, I've helped her figure out Google Analytics, and she's invited me to some of her uh, meetings uh, in exchange for that. We have a lot of fun together. Um, but... Uh, I found it interesting that 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 you had how did you find that her uh sessions her services
1: You know I don't even remember anymore Uh it was I think when I had a Facebook and uh, I don't know I have no idea Well good but yeah Go ahead.
2: Well I I I would say so I think things that you integrate that integrate real easily into your own toolbox in life, you, you kind of don't remember them. Right. Um, but uh, so take us – we can't take a grand tour of your whole toolbox because I'm sure you've got right. a gazillion things in there like I do. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Um But what, what would be one of your favorite tools that you find yourself just referring to again and again and again?
1: Well, right now, it's like I said, the the grounding tool that I learned. That's been huge for me. And it starts with the grounding. um, And then after you learn how to remain grounded, um, then you can clear your energy. And Uh um, what that's done for me is, you know, say you're in the grocery store, especially now, you know, with the veil being so thin, you know, we can hear everybody else's thoughts. Um, You know, you might be in the grocery store thinking, I really want hot dogs. But you never eat hot dogs, and you're like, why do I want hot dogs right now? And then the guy next to you reaches and grabs the hot dogs, and you're like, oh, okay. So the grounding tools that I have now help me to understand if it's their thoughts or my thoughts, if it's their energy and their emotions or mine. I mean, I used to take on everybody's stuff all the time and think I was sort of schizophrenic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I think we all know the feeling of walking in a room, uh, whether it's for a meeting or a get-together or whatever, walking into a room and you just know it's like everybody in here is angry.
1: <laughs>
2: Before you can ever get far enough really to see their faces well, you, you can feel when it's heavy like that. Um, but the discernment when it's something lighter uh, is is perhaps a little tougher. So a tool like that would be grand. What Can you share it with us?
1: Uh well it's a whole sort of meditation technique. Um do you want me to take it take you through it? I mean it may take I can take you through like a a brief version of it, but it will take, you know, it will take some time. So you let me know. Okay. I
2: well, can um but it. it's a, so there's a there's a meditation that you that you use. Just a mm-hmm. brief description sort of of of, oh, sure, of how yeah. it goes maybe. Uh, because okay. I have a great grounding tool that I use, uh, and it is oh. a meditation to take somebody through. Would take some time, but um, uh, but it's a visualization and meditation.
1: Okay, so so is mine, and I would love to know yours.
0: Um,
1: I love this. I, me, and my friend Michelle, we we call ourselves like spiritual geeks or like spiritual nerds, and we're like, what's your tool? What's my what's your tool? You know. <laughs>
2: Well, Gene okay. and I wouldn't know anything about being spiritual geeks, if that's what spirit, yeah. spiritual geeks mean. We're scouring the planet for vacuuming up everybody's tools. Um, I'm going to be the guy in the end, you know, with the big garage. There won't be any sports cars in there, but there's going to be tools on all the walls, shiny yeah. tools.
1: Um, and I'm like the crack addict that's like, I need more tools, <laughs> give me some your tools, um, you know? <laughs>
2: The, the grounding technique that i use uh have been using lately is um uh, uh, i mean I've always been focused on when something odd and weird's going on to 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 go for a walk do something uh get grounded but i've been using meredith murphy's um a, a tool that she uh introduced and it's a visualization basically of a big tube that runs um from uh, in, in in my case, being male, from the first chakra down to the center of the planet, um, and uh, and she suggests that uh, ladies use the second chakra down to the center of the planet, and um, um, you can play with it. Let them be different colors, uh, uh, different sizes. Uh, although she suggests like six inch diameter, none of this little thread thing, and um, uh. But it's a it's an exercise i guess based around the same sort of thing and um, um it 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 is there's just a lot of energy flying around these days seems to me and or we're more sensitive to it or we're both
1: so let me share um a brief version and it, it's it's uh, a in the end it's actually a bit similar to what you're talking about, just a bit more involved. And it only seems more involved in the beginning until you get used to it. Um, you know, once you get used to it, what happens is um, you create a, a channel upward and, and upward and downward, and it flows simultaneously. And once you begin, once you um, practice it for a long enough time, it begins to do it naturally on its own. Uh, it's like you retrain your brain, you, you rewire yourself. So... Basically, um, most people are not in their body. They're floating around somewhere out in the ether. If you've ever seen someone who's just sort of like spaced out looking they're, they're just looking out, and you're like, where did they just go? Well, that's a lot of people. Um, that's a general that I will, um, just for the sake of using easy vernacular. But uh, So basically, it's about... Your soul, there's, there's, you know, it doesn't take too much energy for your soul to run your body, and so, you know, most of your soul is sort of flying out somewhere else, and this happens a lot when we sleep. We go flying all over the place um, to different cosmos, to different planets, you know, uh, to different people and places and things, and, and this is about bringing your, your soul, your, you know, your higher self energy into your body and grounding it into the earth so that. You have as much of your soul energy present in your body and in your legs and grounded into the center of the earth, just like you're talking about, um, which brings, um, you know, it's, it's easier that way for, you know, your highest good to manifest and all, you know, your purpose, uh, your life purpose to manifest in this reality, um, instead of, you know, in the higher realm. So you basically, uh, would sit and be very, you know, still and meditative and, um, just allow yourself to enter through your crown chakra, and then through fill up your entire body, um, your head, your neck, your shoulders, and then flow, you know, flow out, you know, of your arms down into. And don't never forget your back. Uh, some people just remember their front and not their back only. Down into the back, down the base of the spine, um, in through the solar plexus, through your entire body, in your pelvis. Especially women have a lot of blockages and tightness in their pelvis. Um, and then down and through um, each of the legs um, and trickle down into the earth. Basically what happens there from your feet, your feet uh, uh, become roots that ground deeply, deeply into the earth all the way down to the center or the core of the earth, just as you were saying, Rick, and out, 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 far and wide and far and wide, remembering that the earth is huge so you can go out far as, as far and wide as you want to. And then what you do is now that you're down into the center and the core of the earth, you pull in the earth's radiant energy, and this is sort of like a it's like sort of like a, a chocolatey sort of uh, rich, earthy sort of you know um high vibrational, nourishing um sort of energy, and you pull that up through um all of your roots and up into your legs. And you can do this as slowly as you want because say, maybe some days you might have some blockages in your knees where you carry fear. So you'll you know, bring it up into your knees and, and let it just stay there for a moment and sort of marinate um, and allow that to come up through every single part of your body, um, up, up, up through every single part of your body again. And when it comes out your hands and, again, out your hands into your neck um, and Always, you know, thinking about that, uh, the throat chakra, opening that up, and in, you know, your brain, the back of your your head, um, even in your teeth, in your gums, in your eyes, in your uh, brain matter, and then allow it to shoot up, out, past your crown, and it will, what that does is that energy pushes out anything negative that will belong to other people or anything negative within you, and um, that pushes out through your crown and it trickles down to the earth and the earth takes it and transmutes it. She's very happy to do that. That is um, the, the first part of the grounding technique, the second part being that uh, when you're up in your crown, you have a tube, it opens up, don't open it up too wide and far, but you allow all the divine energy to trickle down, from your crown into your entire being that can look like anything for me lately it's been looking like a silvery uh, sort of glittery um, bright light that goes in through my entire being so now and that, that and then you allow that to flow out through your feet so you've got two channels running you've got the channel where you're connected into the ground and pulling up that grounding earth energy It's coming out and pushing out anything that is less than your highest vibration And then you've also got the divine energy coming through your crown and down as well. Then when you are, you know, uh, then when you've done that, you're calm, you're centered, you can go deep into the earth and you can clear your energy. And that's a whole other thing as well um, where you would say um, the technique goes as such, as follows, um, as you're deep into the earth and you... The very first part is to uh, remove all that is left. Oh, first, you connect with your highest vibration, um, and then uh, you ask to have anything removed that is less than your highest vibration um, and return to source, and you will feel yourself getting lighter, as I can just feel. And then the second part is um, to have anything. Um, I believe I'm actually forgetting it right now, but that's basically well, that's, just just that's yeah, the gist
2: of it. And that's something that they would do. Uh, you're saying with the technique after they've gotten sort of uh uh acclimated or used to the the, the grounding. Uh, Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. And
2: um uh, I love the uh I love the visuals and uh, uh the feeling of the uh, of the various grounding tools because I do find them all doing similar things. And uh uh you know I know some people do the egg shaped light body thing and there's light coming from the top and it goes down and fountains around and the, then from the earth comes up through and fountains around the top and forms the shell. Uh, I, I guess the two-way flow is a—it's um, kind of what we're wanting to have, you know, bringing our physical expertise and then bringing also our souls inside, up and down two-way road, Um
1: Now, shall I see another
3: have... okay you 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 do have videos on on this online right on YouTube, no,
1: not the grounding. I've been meaning to put this one out, so um, it's definitely in my queue <laughs> okay. um, yeah, but i I can definitely do that for sure
3: okay i was just I was just curious as to whether or not it was one of the videos you'd already done and I'd missed it or um. Okay, that's cool. So that that one will be coming for our listeners.
1: Yes, uh, I actually, you know, I I've been using the tool. I found it about uh, five months ago, and uh, I realized that I had never really been in my body. Um, you know, I'd never completely been in my legs, and for the first time, you know, I could feel I'm mean, I'm in my body and I'm in my legs and I'm fully present. Uh, so I was practicing the tool. You know, it took me a while. Uh, personally to get used to actually being present in my body so I've been using the tool for all these months and I guess now it's you know it's ready for me to teach other people (laughs) great is it is
3: it made a huge difference or has it made a huge difference with regards to um, the challenges that come with being a strong empath
1: Oh, my God, are you kidding? Um, it's saved my life, honestly. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I used to take on everybody's energy um, and not understand, like, you know, what you were saying when you walk in a room and there's angry people, uh, and maybe you're having an, a great day and you're super grateful, and then you leave there angry. Well, you just took on their energy. And I have a tool, I have this tool that I no longer have to do that. Um, I can choose to not ground, but now it's a choice instead of, just for lack of information um, I can also you know immediately feel when something's off like I'll feel great and then I'll, I'll be like I don't feel so great anymore what's going on and then you know maybe I can I walk outside and my neighbors are arguing or who knows and and it's it's just been such a lifesaver in that um, yeah I, I no longer have to take on other people's energy as my so then I can you know I can just work on my own stuff now instead of you know, which is enough, <laughs> 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 it keeps me busy enough, yeah,
2: <laughs> so. boy doesn't it all of us right, so um, exactly. you mentioned, and I wasn't aware about the fact that you had uh, uh recently stopped with um your television commercials um, I know that uh, when Gene and I were talking about having you on that uh uh and of course being the. The wordsmith uh, Jane always has the better words for asking it, but
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> but
2: interestingly, the uh, the, um, the videos and watching the progression in the videos is what I love about people that, with videos or radio shows or things. You can kind of go back and watch their progression too, and realize that they're not perfect. Uh, great, and um, of course with me they only have to listen to any one individual show they'll know i'm not perfect <laughs> but yeah. um but well,
1: well, perfectly imperfect is it that- <laughs> perfectly,
2: perfectly
3: imperfect imp- yeah
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i
3: believe that came from last week's show um so I, I i think what rick's getting at is i i had um cooked up a, a key question that i really want to talk to you about because um because you're in a a business at both the opposite ends of the pole, so to speak, being that you're in the entertainment business, um, which is very image and material oriented and then you you obviously have a very strong spiritual um, spiritual sense of self so i I was wondering how you were managing to balance the two and if you had had to you know i noticed through um a couple of your videos that you know you came to a point at some point where where you said okay i'm not willing to alter my image just to to play your game of how i should look but i i was wondering you know had you ever have you ever had to deal with the whole question of okay in order to succeed in the entertainment industry i'm going to have to make some concessions to how they want me to appear or to act or they want my personality to be. Now, cuz I watch your videos and you're a very blunt in your face bubbly personality. Um you're a gorgeous young woman, but your hair is frizzy and I love it. Um but but I know that for different roles, I have a friend who's an actress. So for different roles, she has to look different. She has to fall into their paradigm of what they think perfection is Um, and I was wondering uh, how how did you deal with that before you decided to or is that the reason that you decided to leave because now you've got me really curious
1: (laughs) Um, you know it was actually to to be very honest it caused conflict within me and I lived with that conflict for many years because the money was very good and because it was what I knew and you know, I was living, that was one of my ego identities. And along with this grounding tool, right before I learned that, something happened to me where my ego identity just began to crack. Um, they were no longer holding up. You know, in this new paradigm, things are falling away. Well, They began to fall away. And after China, began to fall away. That was an ego identity that I had lived for quite some time. And spiritual China was another ego identity that cracked as well. Um, And that was a process that I went through. But while I was living in actor China, ego identity, (laughs) there were a lot of times that I felt very flat, very vanilla, um, very one-dimensional, and I didn't like it. Uh, So, you know, it was very interesting that sometimes I, you know, would rebel and I, you know, I am a very bubbly person, and for many brands, that was a bit much because I'm not middle America. I'm not flat. I'm not one-dimensional, and they didn't like that. Um, I felt as though they really almost sort of want sleepwalking people, and that was really hard for me. Um, But other brands immediately saw my light, and they loved it. Uh, And I found that some of the companies that have a little better business practices, they were attracted to me. Some of the other companies, um, such as McDonald's and Walmart, they've never touched me with a 10-foot pole. Never, ever, ever. I find that, you know, it's because of the vibration that I always carried. Uh, It was really hard for me uh, for many years because I couldn't really dress the way that I wanted to. You know, you have to wear the khaki pants and the cardigan, and I could never have my nose pierced, which, you know, I did immediately (laughs) right Mm -hmm. after I stopped. Uh, you know, I can't wear braids. I remember my my agent, I love them, they're amazing, but they said to me, um, they they she actually said to me something about, oh, well, if you have braids, you can take them out for an audition, like, not understanding that, no, I can't just take out my braids, <laughs> which, you know, I don't know, if you, yeah, do you know, but, like, braids. I do
3: know, I do hours, know, right, Yes. <laughs> my godson's Jamaican, so I totally know what you're saying. It takes hours to do braids, hours,
1: And. Yeah when they said that to me they have no clue they don't understand at all um but this is what was expected of me and you know i actually had opportunities to go farther um in that career when i was younger uh but honestly i really didn't want to be you know on the wb i didn't want to do you know the black television shows which is what i was supposed to do um, I'll you know, I'll be completely honest here. It's it's like that Dave Chappelle joke joke and he says, you know, the W B, mammy, and I, I didn't want to do that. So I never did. Um, you know, doing commercials it was as far as I was willing to go and even then I was really compromising. Um honestly, years before I stopped I was over it. Um and uh yeah now actually what I'm doing is uh, my friend my friend Maddie the Glue and I, I've known Maddie from the casting world for many, many years. And, you know, I, I I, stopped having a Facebook and a Twitter about nine or ten months ago. And my friend Maddie, he emailed me and said, where are you? I can't find you on Facebook or Twitter. And, you know, uh, and so I got together with him in person. And during this time when, you know, I moved and I learned this grounding technique and I was very meditative. I live on a mountain and I've just been very calm up here. And I was told, that I'm supposed to start uh, my own news channel called The Good News. And I thought, oh, God, that's huge. How am I going to do that by myself? And, oh, my God, and I heard, don't worry about it. Don't think about it right now. So I told Maddie that I was told to do this, and he said, oh, my God, guess what? Several years ago, my friend and I, we wanted, we said we thought it would be great to have a positive news station, and we wanted to call it The Good News. So Maddie and I knew that we had been put in each other's lives again to work on this, which we are in the process of doing, And, you know, all along I really wanted to just do spiritual film. That's all I ever really wanted to do. And finally, I just, in March, I got the courage and said, you know what, I'm going to just let go of the money, um, which was really hard for me, but let go of the money and just do spiritual film. And it was funny because I was offered a role, a really good role, where they would have flown me to Brazil and they would have taught me scuba diving and and working with knives, but it was a horror film, and I turned it down. And that was a huge turning point for me. Um, but I, I've just given myself permission to really love myself, which means that I don't have to compromise in that way, energetically, vibrationally. I don't have to do that.
3: So. And it, well, that was going to be that was going to be my next question. I mean, because it how to word this politely. Old energy entertainment business um, has oh. this idea that you have to have a certain certain personality in order for the world to love you. I wanna, a
2: certain look a and certain a certain, certain look and everything, a, and
3: I would love yeah. to hear your views on that. And for me, it's not worth compromising. Um, I completely agree with you, but because you've been more closely involved with the entertainment industry than I have, I was I was really curious to because we do have I again like Rick, I'm blessed to know a lot of teenagers um and and some of them listen to the show and and like what would you say to these young people who are trying to break into these industries and and finding that you know their that inner light that they they act on every day as as an internal guide is just not yet accepted out there as the norm like what what would your and- advice be to them with regards to being willing to compromise in order to succeed because i just I
1: can't
2: see it anymore. Well, I was just going to uh, uh, inject before you uh, answered that excellent question. That uh, you know, for some of our younger listeners uh, in particular, um, if you're not familiar, you know, you said you had a lot of opportunity when you were younger. Um, you were on shows like Felicity, which was mm. it, it, really rocketing hot at the time. So you right. were, you were right there in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, I, had I don't a know what choice, show
2: I, that would <laughs> compare with, but it th- that was the hot ticket.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I had a conscious choice. You know, um, I really knew that I could have done it, and I just honestly, I I wasn't as interested in it. You know, it may be somebody else's path. Maybe that's, you know, maybe they really are passionate about that. Maybe they really are interested in that. Um, you know, because when you do different roles you can you know become this other person and you know basically i would i would for me you know it comes down to really knowing yourself and for me understanding that even this even china brooks is a mask that i put on uh i am i'm i'm spirit uh and that's what i really am in my natural form so you know uh when, you know, I also can put on the mask of being a spiritual teacher. I can also put on the mask of being an actor. But the thing is is that at the end of the day, I have to make sure that I don't trick myself into thinking that I am that mask so that I continue to wear the mask as though it it is me. Uh, I, I now have learned to be able to take the mask on, and it's just like acting. It's a role that I'm playing. So as long as people, you know, can have, like, a really solid, you know, grounding and footing and spiritual foundation, they can put on any mask that they choose. Now, what I, you know, would recommend is, you know, there's nothing wrong with going out and, you know, doing commercials and, you know, some people I know, they're like, advertising is the devil and it's horrible and, well, okay, you know, <laughs> I even have, even have a friend who says that to me, as if, you know, advertising is the the all of our problems, consumeristic and women. Like, I already told you my views on the whole contrast thing. Uh, So, you know, I refuse to be against anything. I believe Mother Teresa said, you know, when they asked her if if she would come to a war rally, she said, no, but if you hold a peace rally, I'll come. So it's basically, you know, to never be against anything but to be for something. What are you for? Um, So, you know, I, I would recommend that, you know, there's nothing wrong with going and doing commercials and doing television shows and doing, you know, movies and things like that. But if that's not what feeds your soul, you can always do something else on the side. Um, you know, I would use those sorts of things as a stepping stone. You know, there's been many, many cases of people who, um, I believe Nicole Kidman, actually, she created her own, like, acting reel and shopped it around and is how she, you know, got a foot in the door. The Rock also, I believe, he ended up, he saved $50,000, and at the time, he... Uh, for many, many months, maybe even a year or so, he didn't go out with his friends because he didn't want to spend any money. He was saving all that money. And all his friends would call and invite him to places. And he said it was really, really hard to say no. But what he did was he ended up producing his own thing, and and th- from that, his career blossomed. So, you know, I, I believe, you know, in my opinion, people really only think that they can go one way that they have to, you know, go through the casting directors in order to get jobs and that they're at the mercy of these people. That is entirely untrue. And, and actors and artists alike need to step outside of the box. Nobody ever thinks of, well, if you want to be on a certain show, nobody ever thinks of mailing the writer, of, you know, finding out what the writer's interests are. Maybe the writer has, you know, uh, the same dog as you and, and that's an in. There's all kinds of ways you can, you know, think outside of the box to do what you want to do if if you're really passionate about being in the entertainment industry. You don't have to do it on their terms.
3: I thank you for that answer, sweetheart. I really do. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> don't have to do it on their terms. You can succeed while still thinking outside the box.
1: Absolutely. 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 Yeah.
2: And it, that if they you know yeah uh, Im- importantly i would say if you if you're headed down that road and things look like a great opportunity but when you are looking at this logically great opportunity and you feel dread or or <clears throat> things like that that it's it's not necessary that you move forward in the face of that that you can still do what you want to do because it was um I hate to keep bringing up appearance, but you know Hollywood and in entertainment, whether it's advertising or not, appearance is a, a big part of it. Uh, but it was it was, uh, for example, your video on your on your hair, your naturally curly hair. It was well before you quit the commercial business that you decided I'm not going to try to make my hair look like straight hair because it's not and I'm destroying right. my hair and it's just not who I am and and I found that to be quite a bold move in such an what can be such an image oriented business I don't want to sound like everyone in the entertainment business is uh the big bad boogeyman uh, cuz I'm not against anything either and I love a good you know movie or um uh, but uh and I even love, you know, give me some sci-fi with some great special effects. Just give me something, go have some fun. You know, I love spiritual movies, but I love fun movies, too. Um,
3: Science fiction rocks.
2: But it can be Come. such a, it, it can be such an image-related thing, and that you you managed to have it on your terms before you left it. I, I just it. thought that was so fantastic.
1: I'll tell you that you know when you walk in the room to audition or or walk on the set, what they're looking for is confidence. They're looking for somebody who's comfortable in their own skin. The camera picks up everything, so if you're not being completely authentic and being yourself, they're gonna feel that, and and they don't know why. They'll 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 be like, I don't know what it is about her that we just, mm, mm, mm. you know, Um right. But they'll feel that, and they don't they won't know why. Um, the times that I've booked jobs are when I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm just me, and this is what it is, and I'm not going to try to make myself smaller or anything. And they love that. They love that. Um, you know, do you remember the Pine Sol lady? Get had yeah. braids. Yeah. The pine Sol lady had braids. David, I think his name is Schwimmer from Friends. He, um, I heard his story, and he was actually – Uh, doing a lot of theater in the meantime before Friends hit because, you know, he kept, you know, he had a really great agent and his agent would send him stuff and he didn't like any of the scripts. He thought it was just crap. You know, it's all these sort of step-and-fetch-it sort of shows, you know? And he didn't like any of it, so he did theater and his agent just kind of learned not to bother him with anything that wasn't really great. And finally, they were like, we've got this script, it's for this thing called Friends. And he's like, I don't want to do this, you know, And before he read the script. And so finally they got him to read the script, and he was completely down with it. But in between those times, he didn't compromise. And he went and he did theater. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you can produce your own things. You can create your own shorts. You, I mean, technology is amazing right now. We've got these amazing SLR cameras with the most amazing quality. They're highly affordable. You know, all the kids have them you've got your Mac um, computers with, you know, all the editing software, make your own stuff and shop it around to people. Look at Morgan Spurlock of, of, of a Super Size Me in 30 Days. I mean, that's definitely him doing stuff on his own terms.
2: Right. And right. not to, uh, you know, as you said, everybody's entitled to their journey. So I, I you know, they all get to have it. But uh, Los Angeles and the surrounding area is filled with people that have the right quote-unquote look and that have gone to a bazillion auditions trying to be somebody they're not because it's who Holy. they think Hollywood wants, yeah. and they have never gotten a single job. And, you know, there's some real goofy-looking folks that are working because yeah. it's like, hey, this is me, I'm here, and um it 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 really i think in the long run uh proves true no matter what you're doing, what it is that you think is your passion, if it's your passion and you're and you're following it the rest is out the window and if it's not your passion and you're faking it yep. it doesn't matter how you know we all know of of "Quote unquote celebrities that we found to be somewhat less than talented that knew a lot of people or were somebody's kid. Yeah. Uh, it can get you a lot of initial roles, but it's not going to keep them going. And uh, uh, so, yeah, be be who you are.
3: And um, love who you be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are. Um, we are getting close to the end of the show. So just want to run over, um, China. how can they find you, Um, find you on your website? Uh, Other than going to Everyday Connection where we've got you plastered all over the place. (laughs) Uh,
1: um,
3: Your website is called?
1: It's at uh, chinabrooks.com, C-H-I-N-A-B-R-O-O-K-S, and I've got a blog. That's forward slash blog, and you can email me through there. There's a contact, um, and you just email me. Um, my direct email is right there, and I've also got a YouTube channel, which is uh, YouTube.com/forward/slash/China Brooks. Uh, I'm around, you know. Uh, just uh, put your feelers out, and you'll find me.
2: <laughs> and I, I would just advise—I would advise uh, anyone that has ever had that. Yeah, yeah, but these spiritual guys—they don't get—they don't get it. I'm in an industry that blah blah <laughs> blah. Okay, well y'all get a hold of China. she'll be happy to talk to you about industries
1: oh, absolutely
3: that are odd yeah.
2: and and how to s- still be yourself
3: <laughs> absolutely well, China thank you so it's much uh, it is it apparently it is. you sound exceptionally happy, and in your videos you look like you're just having a whole hell of a lot of fun, so yeah like it's possible yeah, absolutely. um i I hope we can bring you back on to talk about this this new station as it progresses um.
1: Um, I would
3: love that. Definitely be in touch with regards to that because I'm a little excited about that idea and um, would love to hear you talk to us more about that.
1: If you guys have any content ideas, please let me know. I'm completely all ears, and I'm here for for you. All the listeners and the hosts, I'm here for you. We're here for you.
3: Oh, how about a talk show called Everyday Connection?
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love
3: love it. Love it. I'm always pitching.
1: <laughs> I where I so go. Dead.
3: Um, no, we'll definitely we'd love to have you back on to talk about that because it sounds like a fabulous uh fabulous news station um that that people will gravitate towards because we we could really use more good news out there. Um and coming from a journalism background I understand that you know it's not always easy for journalists to be themselves in the industry because they're expected to bring forward stuff that sells which is you know the not so nice news it's
2: so, gonna be icky <laughs>
3: yeah so it, I, it, I think from a journalist's perspective it would be fabulous to have a place to work at that was concentrating on doing stuff that was uplifting inspiring and and um you know up for upping people's vibrations. That's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful news to hear that you're working on that. And um Rick, you got anything to say for our dear China before we book out? Of your- I
2: just want to I just want to thank you so much for being with us, uh China, and uh, we do look forward to having you back uh, to talk about uh, what you do, to talk about tools. Uh I know Jane wants to have you back to talk about the five Tibetans so she can figure out how in the world do you look so young. Uh, and uh that's where she gives credit. I give it to I, I give the credit to her vibration. Um she just you just are pleased with yourself and comfortable in your own skin and that, as you said, is quite attractive. Uh so folks go visit China's website. Uh she's got a lot of good stuff going on and uh and like I said, if you want to talk to somebody who's been in a tough industry uh yet still trying to her best to be herself, uh, and and drop all of the false and pretenses. Jump on it because uh, she can help you out. And of course, you can find Gene and I at EverydayConnection.me, uh, because it's all about me. I, I mean you. Uh,
3: <laughs> and as usual, good night, guys. We love you all. Um, stay connected. You know.
2: Absolutely every day and um, everybody join us next week we're going to have Paxton Roby with us uh, the author of No More Karma No Time for Karma and uh, I know that's going to be a fantastic show so uh, uh, thanks again China. thanks to everybody for listening we'll catch you next week
3: night all thank you bye
0: so you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted.
1: We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price for details.